Cold Isolation by Mike Wood. The gloomy sky dumped buckets of white snow on the windshield as Nikki jumps out of the passenger seat of a small foreign sports car. She looks back at Jeff beaming those large anime sky blue eyes at him shouting over the blistering wind. Are you sure you're going to be okay driving home in this shit? Jeff points to the windshield wipers bouncing off the compacted snow. Come on in, as she slammed the door darting toward the porch. Jeff runs up behind her. You sure it's okay? He asks. My dad wouldn't want you driving in this shit, but you better stay out of sight, just in case. Nikki leads Jeff down the hall of a rickety farmhouse stealthily. She raises her ear, listening for movement as they proceed until coming to a halt beneath a set of pull-down stairs. She jumps up, snatches the rope, pulling the stairs down quietly. Jeff points to the attic and whispers, You want me to stay up there? It's either that or my dad throwing you out in the goat barn until the storm is over, she points toward the attic. As he climbs the stairs, his breath begins to cloud his vision as he nears the top. Jeff turns back to her, shivering. Reaching in the hall closet next to her, she tosses two blankets up to him. He looks back to her just before her light blue eyes vanish as the stairs clamp shut. She stomps away at the end of the hall. A door creaks just before the stomps scurry back as two quick thuds in succession hit the attic door, the sound of her tiny feet against the floor disappear in the distance. Murmurs begin echoing from the kitchen as soft, unrecognizable conversation. Jeff points his ear toward the vibrations in an attempt to make out the words. Murmurs take a sudden, hostile tone. They get loud, then louder, until a loud thud causing him to jump back, scrambling to move away from the commotion without detection. The door slams, then vibrations from the car exhaust make their way past the house, from the front of the house, moving to the back of the barn. Seconds later, the distant sound of Jeff's car exhaust making the same trek. Again, the door slams, followed by loud murmuring as some sort of argument ensues. Thuds come from the drop downstairs. A screech of light appears into the attic. Jeff cowers down behind the boxes out of the light. Peeking over, he sees Nikki's head pop up. Jeff stares from the dark as a second head rises into view next to her. He jumps back out of sight. A high-pitched voice leaps from the thick lips. It's okay, big boy. You ain't in any trouble. She steps up another step to reveal her short brown hair, matched closely by the color of her eyes. She gets to the top of the stairs, instructing him, Let me have a look at you. Come over to the light. Jeff stands up tall and walks over by the stairs. Nikki lips her lips and instructs Jeff, Kiss her. The lady walks over to Jeff. He pecks at her lips with his. Nikki's tone of disdain. No, kiss her like you want to kiss me. Jeff takes the girl pushes himself to her. Their tongues begin to swirl around one another rapidly. She begins to utter moans as she gives to his passion. A door slams from below. The ladies quickly race down the stairs. The two thuds follow and then the stumps scurry away. Loud murmuring from a distance, this voice has a more somber tone, laughing even. Jeff moved back to the shadows, searching out the heat he had left in the blankets. Thuds vibrate the ceiling from below, followed by the deafening screams that echo through the trusses. Jeff jumps to his feet. Another thud. Another scream. Jeff shoves hysterically at the stairs, but they only spring back with each push. Jeff yells down, Nikki! Nikki! What's going on? Let me out! Are you alright? Nikki's voice from under the stairs. Stand back! Two thuds. Light enters the attic as the stairs fold down. Nikki looks up. Jeff, you gotta keep quiet. We're lucky my dad walked out to the barn or you'd be dead right now. Jeff pushes at the stairs looking down the hall. What was that noise? Is someone hurt? Nikki pushes against him, preventing the stairs from moving. 
If my dad sees you here, he'll kill us both. Door slamming. A voice calls out. Nikki, whose car is that by the barn? Jeff lets the door close. Two thuds again before she stomps away toward the voice. The isolated ticking of the watch, interrupted by the occasional sigh, was the only noise Jeff heard for what seemed like hours. He crawled to a crack of light. Peering out, he could tell it was a street light. It was now dark outside. Cars drive up, then stop, doors shutting, followed by murmuring, the vibration of another door slamming. Moments later, another car, then another. Not keeping up with it, Jeff estimates 10 cars in total. The murmuring seems to gather at the opposite end of the house. Jeff crawls to a dot of light coming through the insulation above the murmurs. He claws at the pile of insulation uncovering the light. Two thuds come from the stairs. As they lower, Jeff cowers to the floor out of sight. Nikki calls. Jeff, you can come down now. I told my dad all about you. He's very excited to meet you. After cowering behind the boxes for so long, Jeff struggles to straighten his knees completely as he cautiously approaches her. He starts down the stairs, taking notice of the two boards leaning next to the stairs, the same length as the ceiling height. As he enters the heated space, he lowers the blanket from his shoulders, rubbing his arms to get the blood flowing. She takes his hand, leading him toward the chanting voices. Double doors at the end of the hall reveal ten couples sitting uniformly along at a table. In front of each guest is a brown hoodie nestled sharply inside each dinner plate. Nikki pulls Jeff into the bedroom just opposite side of the hall. Pointing to the bed where a brown, sheet-like gown lay, she demands to him, Put this on. Why? It's just a sheet. He asks. Just do it, silly. As she turns away, crossing her arms, allotting him privacy. You know, Peg really likes you. That's the girl you crammed your tongue into earlier. He turns his head back and says, I remember you telling me to. I never meant to upset you. She turns back around and points his way, before grabbing his hand again, leading him out. As they walk, she turns her head, whispering to him. I'm not upset. It kind of turned me on. As they enter the main room, the unrecognizable chants get louder. She pushes him to an empty seat at the end of the table. As he takes his seat, the crowd stands and begins clapping. Taking their seats simultaneously, they reach and pull the caps to their head. Jeff confused. What's going on here, Nikki? Who are these people? Laughs ring out. She stands waving her hands over the table. The laughter lowered to a level of chuckle as she began to speak. Welcome to our lair. This is my clan. Of course you remember Peg here. Jeff interrupts. No, I mean, who are they? She walks to him, holding on to him as she puts her legs on his hip and looks to the crowd over her shoulder. Actually, Jeff, why don't you just tell the clan a little bit about yourself? After all, you are the main attraction. She pushes into him as he done to Peg, swirling her tongue onto his lips. His tongue meets hers. She leans back, straightening both arms, taking his hair in both hands. The guests all stand up. The guests all turn simultaneously to Jeff, smiling. They all reveal their sharp fangs. She pulls her head back, revealing the sharp fangs protruding from her mouth. She twists his head, then jerks his face forward. The fangs enter his left eye as the right one watches in horror. Jeff claws at her face, pushing with all his might, which isn't enough to budge her powerful grip. He slips into the darkness as he loses consciousness. Noticing the stare, she relaxes as he goes limp. He awakens suddenly to a hooded female standing beside him. He knows it's Nikki due to the anime eyes that attracted him to her in the first place. Jeff takes notice of all the other guests standing around him with the hoods concealing their faces. He yells out, but there's no sound. He yells again. Instantly, the fear shows in his eyes as he tries to sit up. He lifts his head off the table, searching the room. His hands lay stretched out on the side, 
The sheet robe he has on is cut down the middle. Continuing the search, he looks above his head to find that he is not the only guest at this party. A knife is protruding from the eye socket of the other victim. The hooded Nikki takes a knife from her sitting. As she stands, she cries out, My brothers and sisters, I bring you here to indulge in the finest, purest, and don't forget, freshest version of the best meat you've ever known. Now, enjoy yourselves. But please, most importantly, don't forget to pay on your way out. Now dig in. As the crowd begins to thug at Jeff's arms and legs, he watches as they peel back cut flesh, then digging in, placing chunks of meat on their plates. He continues to attempt to scream. Still, no sound comes out. His eyes move from guest to guest, watching in horror as they remove small chunks from his body. Bell rings. The guests all stand, sliding the chairs back, still holding the silverware. The crowd all looks to a giant clock hung above the fireplace mantel. As the needle passes six, a chant begins. Nearing ten, the chant grows louder until a bell rings at twelve. The entire room goes chaotic as they begin to devour the meat picked from Jeff's extremities. Nikki, still covered with the hoodie, leans over to his remaining eye and whispers, You're not going to 